This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know Ugg is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Shout out to that guy, yes. Yeah. The major thing. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, is back. We have made it through Elimination Chamber. I am back from Perth. Had a great time. Love Perth. Don't know if you guys know this, but the um, Elimination Chamber event was actually in Perth. Not sure if anyone's aware of that. Um, Australia? Was that was that in Austria? Was that in no, Australia? no, no. No, no, Australia. Western, I believe. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Western Australia. Perth, to be exact. That's where it was. Perth. A um, lot of koala bears. A um, lot of um, kangaroos. Okay. I was going to ask about the kangaroos. Yeah, sure. A lot happening there. Um, so, but I'm back and better than ever and ready to get into the week in pro wrestling. We have from the home of WrestleMania 40, 41 days away. SUG is ready. And prepare. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's 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 wearing a pink Bret Hart. I'm wearing a pink Janet Jackson. Same thing. The the the, the goats. Two of the biggest influences in my life, to be honest with you. And then joining us uh from Los Angeles, California is 36 at 35 Dipperstein, who's got like real headphones on. He looks prepared. He He's, has your glasses, your your professional broadcaster glasses. Everything is coming together. I think I look pretty good today. Yeah, you do. I like this. I, I, I'm i into this look. You know, I'm not huge on the sweater look. This is better for me. I like what's happening. The jacket, shirt situation. I like this. This is a, a sweater. This is a sweater shirt. One a of the sweater. biggest sweater guys in the business. <laughs> 
I remember Dip and I. I'm a fan. Dip and I won WrestleMania a year. I had like some event to go to. I was like, I wasn't working there yet. So I don't know what I had to do, but I, I wanted to dress up for something. Um, and Dip, do you remember we were in like Dallas or some place and we went and bought you, you picked out a sweater for me. Yeah. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was so mage. And then my, my ex-wife, I think came to town like the next day. And she saw it and was like, this is repugnant. You're not wearing this. <laughs> and by the way, she was wrong. She was wrong. I don't pick out <laughs> ugly sweaters. Okay. I don't, by the way, no, no. Let me, let me be fair to her. I don't think she thought it was repugnant. She did not like how it looked on me. Yeah. That's even worse. She said, this is not a sweater. It's a short. <laughs> and I said, no, no, no. This is a sweater. Trust me. Um, no one wears a sweater better than, than Dipperstein. Okay, let's face it. I'm one of the biggest sweater guys in the biz today. Well, I have to tell you, you when you weigh 80 pounds, you have the option of wearing basically anything. There are like just certain things that are harder for larger people who have fat on their body to wear. It gets stuck. It doesn't look right. It's just not it. But thank, when you're thank you for being an ally to the physically large community, Rosenberg. Because uh, uh, if I if I said it, then it would have just sounded like sour grapes. But thank you for for being an ally and, and saying what needs to be said. Sadly, I'm more than an ally. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not just a client. I'm a member. You get the idea. So, so remember it, Jason. Uh, yeah, yeah. You 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 teeter in and out. You you pop into some meetings. They know me. Trust me. They, I, yeah, exactly. I've okay. been there a long time. Okay. <laughs> All right. They, we'll, say, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Oh, no. Natalie's having a meltdown, it seems. She wasn't able to find parking. There's a lot of things happening right now. But we're going to try to stay focused and stay on point. Um, Are you communicating about things that, like, in a million years, my parents as married people have never and would never communicate about? She, she's texting you about not being able to find parking? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, New York City is different. That, that's a codependency that, means he that might I've not never see seen for, before. like, another half an hour. That's a crazy thing to communicate with your wife. <laughs> we communicate about a lot of things. I can't find parking. Uh, okay. I feel terrible for her, though. I love her. So. By the way, it's it's borderline. By the way, not only do you communicate too much, it's borderline. I need to step away and call her about the parking situation. <laughs> you're, you're calling. Speak we're about one, not being able to park. We're one notch away from me saying, hey, let me talk you through the parking situation. Is that sustainable? Well, till the end of time, forever and ever, you'll be talking about parking. And this is a common thing. She's going to a, a training session that's expensive. And now she's getting very upset that she can't find parking. And she's upset with herself because she says she was lingering to be a part of a conversation. What it comes down to is I messed up. This, just so you know, the full circle of all of this is. <laughs> you made her late by, by dilly-dallying and moving around. I, I set touching up blankets a meeting. And the pillows no, fluffing no, no. the pillows when you're 20 minutes late for That's something. Happened. No, yeah. because I wasn't going anywhere. So me me fluffing doesn't matter. I'm sitting right here. But you can fluff and make others by your fluffing, you could make others late. You could, I could. Be, yeah. Not, I'm not saying that, you, that what you're saying couldn't happen. I'm just being honest. Guilty it's by not a fluffiation. Yeah, but it's not what happened here. I planned a meeting for 10 a.m. that she was to be a part of. And as a result, I shouldn't have planned it at that time. That is correct. I probably should have picked a different day. She's not saying it's my fault, but I know what's being said here. A, it's, it's my fault. Yeah, I know it's happening. Yeah. So uh, anyways, I'm back from Perth. I'm thrilled to be here. SGG, SGG, 
unlike Dipperstein, who told me he would be awake because it was a totally normal time to be awake, fell asleep yeah. on the event. Wow. SGG texted me during the kickoff show. I mean, take us through what was running through your mind this weekend. I mean, I don't know if other people in the discord can relate to this. If people think you're a psycho, but like you set an alarm. How did this go? Believe it or not, I just couldn't sleep. So I was just like laying in bed, trying to get to sleep. At like what time? At like one. All right. That's early though. It's still yeah, plenty but of I time. Mean, what, one turn to two, two turn to three, three turn to four. I'm still not asleep. So I said, you know what? It's over, La. I know what's going on at four o'clock. That's right. Kickoff show. Get ready. My man, Peter Rosenberg. I was shocked to see Sam there. Um, I, I didn't know he was going to also be on the, the kickoff show coming to us live from Perth Jace. <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> so I just tapped in. I watched. Me and Sammy Brand you, together. Together forever. I texted you a little bit when I heard some, some takes. And then I like, got, got ready for the show as only you can, as only the WWE Universe is supposed to. With and did you Peter stay Rosenberg awake? Kickoff show. Did you stay awake through the whole show? No. I made it to the men's elimination chamber match. And then finally caught some Z's. And how long did that sleep, which would have happened in like the seven o'clock hour, how long did that sleep last? Probably like four hours. All right. Now it took a, a four hour snoozeroo. Yeah, and then I was back. And then you're and then you stay up the whole day after that? Yeah. Cause I I have to tell you, so my plan was I did the K show from Stanford on Friday night. I ordered room service. This is a beautiful thing they do at this Hyatt in Stanford or in Greenwich. When you order room service, you can order hours ahead with delivery time. It was fantastic. I ordered a 6.30 dinner. It arrived at 6.20. K-show, oh, early. K-show ended. I ate my dinner. I took a shower. I talked to Natalie for a little while. And by 7.45, I got in bed. I have never done this in my life. All my years of morning shows, <laughs> never have I gotten in bed by 8 o'clock. But, but I, that's like a typical morning show host bedtime, right? Like around... See, I'm so glad you brought this up because it reminded me. If I were at this point in my career, dip, cover your ears, to be offered even a shit ton of money, to do a real morning show. Because what we do on hot, our walking in, six o'clock, knocking out, you know, we we have an operation that works for us that does not involve waking up in the threes or fours, okay? That does not happen. So so, so what you're saying is you don't do a real morning show. You do no. the realist morning show still. Correct. Somehow. We do real life morning show. <laughs> right. And okay. and if and there was a few years ago, I'll just tell everyone a story. A few years ago, right before the pandemic, in fact, my last meeting about it was the day I believe the NBA was shut down. I had a meeting with a big boss at ESPN about me being this, like the hosty centerpiece of the national ESPN morning show. Okay. I was in serious contention for this show. Just to give you a hint of how much life would have changed. If I had gotten that show, I would have A, had to leave Hot 97, and B, probably had to leave the Michael K show. And I would have been doing what essentially I had to do a version of on Friday. B, 
because to do that show, there's so much. My friend Michelle Smallman is now the host of the national show. I've talked to her about it. You have to be up in the threes because you have to be there like prior to five, the amount of prep commercial work. There's so much stuff to do. Plus you're on TV. Like you have to like look right. It's a lot. And then it goes live at six. I think it's then live at six. Until 10. Yes. My life would be ruined. Me not getting that job offer is the greatest. I'm so grateful. And dip. I don't know what the number they'd have to offer me to ever wake up like this. Cause my alarm went off at 1am this uh, the other day. It was like hell on earth. It was like being attacked <laughs> and tortured. Yeah. And then fortunately I was going to do wrestling. So within like a half hour, I was pretty chipper. I got to work. I got to tell you, shout out to the crew in Stanford. They had pizzas for a while. Then they had a whole thing of fresh bagels and donuts come in. Oh, man. It was, no, they made it. By the way, it was airport rules. Just so you know, I was living airport rules. I got there, had pepperoni pizza. Within 45 minutes was having coffee and dip. I had a, I had a slice of pepperoni pizza and a regular Coke. And then within 45 minutes, I was having a donut and coffee. So I was just doing, you do whatever it takes to survive. That's what so, you do. So your day was the opposite of this Curb episode that just passed for those who watched you Curb. Took my yes. joke. You, you took You didn't catch the, the transition out of, you right the transition out of my mouth. Into breakfast. <laughs> That's right. Dip, get the joke off. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> no, it's, it's we were both lane. thinking this the same joke. Lane. It's no one's fault. I, I said, you know, hopefully you got there before 11 or else you... Wouldn't have been able to order breakfast. Exactly. Great episode. <laughs> Huge bounce back episode. Huge bounce back. Um, anyways, it was a long, crazy night that then took about a day to deal with. But all said and done, we're here. I hope that everyone who tuned in Friday enjoyed Byron Saxton. He is a wonderful man. You insulted his efforts. Of course. I mean, of course I did. That's that's part of the job. Um <laughs> I was gonna say, are you are you a friend of Byron Saxon if you don't assault his outfits? Yeah, that's that's honestly that's the sign that you're friends with Byron. That's the way to be friends with Byron. And his outfits were actually better this weekend. They were, I mean, better. One was he had a couple of different looks. One was better than the other. I need but to dip, work. We, dip, I, I, you obviously, you obviously didn't hear the podcast Friday because you were not on it. That's um, right. You you must know. Uh, at the end of the episode, we spent much time talking about how JBL makes fun of Byron Saxton. And then I called JBL and he answered the phone and the way that he destroyed Byron Saxton without any cueing was unbelievable. He said that he wished he wanted to know if Byron would consider going swimming with the great white sharks in Australia with his body covered in like a different meat. And, and then at the end of the call, while making this joke, as we were hanging up, he went, Hey, but no, on a serious note, I hope Byron gets eaten by a shark. <laughs> and that's how we ended it. <laughs> that's a hall of famer. So anyways, if you didn't, if you didn't hear Byron Saxon, he really is. He's a treat of a guy. You'll enjoy it. So uh, guys, what's your, what's the biggest thing on your mind? What should we talk about? What's, what's, what's the haps? So for me, it seems elimination chamber was a fun pay-per-view. I'll say that right out the gate, because what I'm going to say afterwards is going to sound like hate and slander. And I want everybody to know that I actually did enjoy elimination chamber Loved the crowd in Perth, uh, what was it, Western Australia. Had a fantastic time watching these matches, but I feel like they telegraphed too much of these endings with these matches because every single match ending 
was the predictable match ending, right? You had Becky and Rhea, who had been facing off for weeks before that. They even faced off at the WrestleMania press conference. That's going to be your WrestleMania match because That's right. Becky and Rhea both won their matches. The Judgment Day's tag team titles were not threatened at all. Drew emerged immediately as the replacement to CM Punk um, the day after the Royal Rumble. Drew won the Elimination Chamber match. I would just like to see something out of the ordinary um, instead of what we got on paper, at least, was was very ordinary. Now, the execution, I would say, was flawless. Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton did a great job. Logan Paul did a great job. A lot of fun performances, but the predictability of it all, I have to, I have to at least acknowledge and point out, right? We didn't see Rock and Roman. There was nothing that really just jumped out. I think that's fair. Di- I, I think Dip's going to agree with you, Dipperson. Yeah, I ju- the thing that's point that uh, you know is so interesting to me is that we still don't know what we're going to get uh, in the main event at, at WrestleMania. We know that we, you know, we're seemingly getting Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. And that's going to be one of the nights. But we don't know if we're getting the tag match. We don't know uh, after, you know, last night where they sort of put this really strong focus on Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre if we're going to get that one night. And uh, where does, you know, I doubt it. I don't even think we, I don't think we will, frankly. I think we'll probably get the tag match with Rollins and Cody. So I I don't know. Am I the only person who, I don't even think that's on the table? I think it's, it's got to be. What what then what is the purpose of Seth Rollins telling Cody Rose that he's there for him in case he needs him, that he's in his corner for the match? Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, that's mean, what I think. OK, but then that's. And now we'll oh, hold on. Sorry. So now Cody has. So now Cody has challenged the rock to a match. Which, the of rock course, has will, to happen. So the rock will respond on Smackdown. Presumably, the rock will say yes to a match. I don't think so because it's like he has to. It's Cody though. Why does he have to? Because it's Cody. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think it would be that. Despite what I just said about elimination chamber, I don't think it would be that straightforward as he challenges the Rock and then the Rock first time out the gate says yes. I think the Rock is gonna like that's too. That's not heel enough for me, right? The Rock has to really Fair. lean into the fact that Cody's beneath him or whatever the case may be, like that it's not worth his time. So I don't think we get the Fair. the immediate Rock says yes on Friday. Do I think we get the eventual match at some point? Yeah, at Mania, likely. But that the Rock accepts right now with thirty uh, something days to go, I don't think so. Yeah, they want they want all eyes on WrestleMania. I don't think they want anything the focus to be anything other than that. Um, but you're gonna have to have Cody and the Rock in some official capacity after saying it out loud. I don't know. I just don't think that they would, now that they said it, I mean, of course, Rock needs to accept and they'll drag that out for three weeks. But I think it's going to happen. I do. But it's interesting to me that we don't know what the, frankly, the night one main event is going to be. And I think the strongest uh, point in your favor that it is going to happen at WrestleMania is, can be summed up in that quick phrase that you just said, now that they said it, (laughs) it has to happen. Because why why would they just throw that out there? Trying to think of of what other versions there could be here. I just for some reason, here's the thing. They're running the promo ad nauseum 
of the four of them from the press conference. Right. So that means Mania is about the four of them. Yes. Which to me is what makes the Drew part of it all a little confusing. But I still don't see a tag match happening for some reason. What about The Rock says, if you want to face The Rock, you have to beat Roman Reigns, and then you can get the great one. And you get, we never thought about this. We always thought about Roman fighting on two nights. What about Cody night one with Roman night two with The Rock? Oh, my God. Like, he's the final boss? Super boss. That's right. I mean, that would be so mage. Like, if he, God, that would be explosive. Jericho beating Austin and Rock in the same night of Jays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say a Jace. I think it would Plus, surpass that. It won't yeah. be the same night, but I mean, it's it's the same event. It's WrestleMania 40. I mean, the idea of it being a stip that if he beats Roman, he gets Rock is a big, that's a big deal. That's something. Plus, that's an everything bagel, in my opinion. Egg everything or just everything? Egg everything. And then he, and then he, so then he would win in theory if he were to, he'd have to win, right? Yeah. If, if he, he wins both and then it's, you know, Cody mania, he, Cody wins the title on night one, defends the title on night two mage, or is it even for the title? Sure. I guess, I guess either way. Cause he's winning either way. He's not beating Roman and losing to the rock. Yeah. I like the, I like all the different cherries you throw in on top of it. So just it's for the title on both nights. But, but now that you said it. <laughs> It's for the title on both nights. I like that. I hate that I would have to put my one down on on Sunday because it's it's not it's not going in the sky for for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm sorry. This is this is Roman Reigns' symbol of excellence right here. So if if Roman loses and Cody ends up defending the title against uh against the Rock on night two, I'm gonna just get my woe voice ready for that theme music. Hope to hit it a few times when Cody walks out. Oh yeah, you're fully in Cody the, mode at that point. Yeah, I got a great idea. Yeah. How about how about Roman Reigns loses the title to Cody Rhodes on night one? Then, then on night two, he faces The Rock. And Roman somehow costs The Rock the match, leading to the feud between Cody Rhodes and no. The Walk. You mean the walk I and mean woman. the walk and woman wins. Yeah. And and Cody, you know, is victorious on night one and night two. It becomes Cody Mania. It leads to the Rock and uh, Roman at SummerSlam. I'd like to switch gears to something that I don't like that I oh, that happened. You know last what? Night. You lasted a long time, so you good for We're you. Gonna give this to you. <laughs> you really, really did. So. I'm, real, I'm excited to see. I mean, right now, I would say you know, say it's a solid everything bagel. If it becomes an egg everything, there you go. I'll be very, I'll be very excited. It'll feel like egg everything on Friday, I think, when we get to see the walk again. Yeah. Well, let's I'm see very excited to see the walk. Okay. You have Gunther hanging out there, who is supposed to probably face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for the title, for the Inter- Intercontinental title. Yeah, and, now was, not, and now that's not that's- going to happen. No. So now I think they could have like one of the greatest story, and they still are sort of dragging it out. But one of the, one of the greatest stories leading up to WrestleMania is who could be facing Gunther. And last night, you know, he he throws out all these people that are frankly great ideas, <laughs> and then the Judgment Day comes out, and then you're like, uh, uh, okay, you uh, know, it's like 
they're going to do super heel Gunther versus super heel person from the Judgment Day? Oh, no, I think it would be overall Imperium versus the Judgment Day. But who's going to face Gunther for the IC title at WrestleMania? I, I, I think the, you could either go full WCW-style booking and just put all the titles on the line in one match. I would do that. Great. That's, <laughs> if, that's great. If, if, you have that. to do, if you have to do it, I would do it. You know, and then have so you, think that, you think that's where this the, is going? Uh, that's how I, I don't know what you thought, SUG. When I, what I was watching last night, I thought was the setup to get Judgment Day versus Imperium in a full-on faction versus faction moment, which I thought was something for WrestleMania. I thought so, too. And and I like I like the way you, you were thinking with the, all titles on the line and just have Dom cost Judgment Day all of their gold. And um, okay. speaking of uh, Judgment Day, I feel like we're we're on the way to seeing a uh, babyface Rhea Ripley because her reaction to Dom stepping up to Gunther was not the reaction that you typically get from a dominant heel, especially somebody who had the showing that she had this past weekend uh, against Nia Jax. She was, it was concerned. Though. It was concerned. I don't think it was exact, like that, and that's exactly my point, right? Like it's her, it's her boyfriend. Oh no! I, I, SGG, I, I this I didn't is a. I see it that way. I, I have, here's why I think your take is 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 pure basura, because <laughs> she was a babyface all weekend, monster right, babyface at, at home, home, at home. But and, she was back. And what now. did this they do? San Jose. And what did they do to start the show on Monday? They trotted her out with the biggest heel in the company and let him heal. I dip. I thought that was them aggressively saying, don't think of Rhea as a babyface anymore. She's back with Dom. That's over. Australia's over. That's, That's right. how but I then why, it. why would she of all people be concerned? One of them is Gunther's dangerous. It's, it's either, and she's worried that her boyfriend's going to get beat up by it's the either, dangerous Gunther. It's either Dom is going to get beat into being a babyface by Gunther, like just so beaten, beat so mercilessly that he has to be babyface and turns her with him. Or she's going to turn, um, Baby face, but I don't see them. I don't see them being heels for much longer. Maybe through Mania, but after that, I think the turn is going to be imminent. I don't think they make it to SummerSlam as as heels. I I don't think you're wrong, but I don't think it it gets. I don't think I don't think your your assessment of the Rhea Ripley thing is correct. I think she is a heel, full blown. They they they're you know okay the creative they're okay with her being a baby face when she wins and she they're okay with people chanting her name and all that stuff for the eventual face turn which i think could happen at wrestlemania if what rosenberg is saying happens which is that they have faction versus faction imperium takes all the titles off of them and in the process the entire faction of judgment day you know spontaneously combusts leading to a rhea ripley actual face turn and you know them sort of disbanding because it's, it, I yeah, mean, I it's, see that. It, it's time for them to potentially disband. I can see them losing their titles and blaming Dom. And then Rhea Ripley has to come in and save, <laughs> save Dom from a shit kick in before. I'm worried about Dom though. Or as after a, she faces Becky. I'm worried about Dom in a post judgment day world. Unless they, cause I don't think like, I don't know what the Andrade thing was the other day, last night, but he, he says hello to him. It was a very friendly hello. But and I, you know, I know Rey Mysterio is going to come back at a certain point, and I think you know feuding with him again would be interesting. But I am worried about a post Dom Judgment Day, his relevance. What are your teas? Um, I'm not. You've been worried about yeah. Dom from the beginning, and I, I don't think Dom is a Judgment Day thing. I think Dom is the biggest 
besides Rhea, Dom's the biggest part of the Judgment Day. I mean, I think he will be... There's so many things you can do with him in the immediate. I mean, I, I just... I think he's going to continue to get booed and hated. And then at some point he's going to have to develop the character a bit more. You know, I think you do need to see more from him and be thought of more for what he does in the ring, as opposed to just being booed every time he touches the mic. But no, I'm not, I'm not worried. But speaking of what he does in the ring though, P um, his run, especially with that NXT North American championship since joining judgment day, he's shown that like match after match, He's got the goods bell to bell also, right? What he's what he's been able to do on the mic and being booed mercilessly overshadows that a little bit just because it would with anybody. But he's got the goods on the mic. Excuse me, in the ring also. And I think that if they do turn him babyface and allow him to use more of a a, a fan-friendly moveset, which he does already already, he just Sprinkles in some some you know smarmy heelish mannerisms in between to keep the fans um, hating him. But if he's able to do that, then he'll be fine as a babyface because that move set is going to be um, a big part of it. And he's shown in these matches with like Dragon Lee, um, Wesley, and different people that he's competed with uh, in NXT that he bell to bell. He's got what fans typically look for he can wrestle that style that fans typically love and so if they make him a baby face i think he's going to be all right i think so too yeah i'm not i'm not overly worried about that i, I worry a little bit more about everybody else you know the, the judgment day this is the problem with all factions right there's always going to be people who are stronger coming out of them uh than others real quick uh let's take a moment just to remind you if you have not yet gotten your tickets to go Google Cheap Heat Philly, it'll pop right up there on Eventbrite and get your tickets uh, to come hang out. Hearing rumblings of some very fun things that could be happening and taking place at the big Thursday night festivity. Um, again, it's going to be an early show. And I'm going to say the following with all due respect, and I mean all due respect. <laughs> if you're worried about going to Wale Mania as well, just know. The words early and Wale Mania have never been used together. So you're going to be able to leave our event and go to Wale Mania. Now, I don't know. I will say this. I don't know exactly when they're going to do the masked man show from there. My guess is it would still probably be starting around when we're finishing. But in terms of Wale Mania as a whole, you will be able to go to Cheap Heat and go to Wale Mania. No problem. Uh, that is that is that is your Cheap Heat live update on this Tuesday, February 27th. I wish we had like a news, a news sound to, to bring us out of that update. I, uh, you know what? I should work on that. Well, you know, like I accidentally gave Sam a real gift with his uh, sirens for his emergency pods. <laughs> yeah, that, that I literally gave Sam his best gimmick uh, in a long time from saying enough with the emergency pods. You got to stop saying emergency pods. And then he went as far as saying, you know what? I'm going to go beyond that. I'm going to use a siren for the emergency pods. <laughs> I need to now come up with a news sounder when we, when we update you on these things. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. 
Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. I didn't give my take on chamber elimination. I'm, I'm with you guys in lockstep. It was probably as unimpactful in terms of storyline a PLE as there's been in a while. I mean, the biggest thing that it was was sort of this coronation for Rhea Ripley which is awesome and fun. And for the live crowd there, I'm sure it was amazing. 51,000 people for Elimination Chamber. I mean, guys, it's, it's you know what it is? It's crazy the back-to-back Elimination Chambers we've had. Like that's not a PLE yeah. you think of very highly historically. And this year was 50,000 people in Perth, Western Australia. And last year was the insanity dip in Montreal that you and I were privileged to go enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I watched a few of the old, uh, chains and, yeah. uh, I miss the old, you know, I miss the blood and guts, but, uh, it is a the really shame. The shame used to be about the blood and guts. Not so much. Yeah. Dip, I, I am, I am here to update you. Mm. You had warned me when I started getting into the glasses conversation about the level of blah, blah, blah that I was about to be involved in. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I know. It's, no, I know. It is blah, blah, blah. I, I, I can't believe, you know, in one sense, I'm grateful that I've survived this long without having to be involved in this. But now to think, so, so right now, yesterday I got fitted for the lenses. With those glasses, the big ones? For the, that's, those are my first pair of glasses are going to be those. But then I'm going to get other, but you don't like the glasses. We'll talk offline. <laughs> no, say it right here. I don't care. I'm not changing. They're, they are my glasses. So no, I, 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 no, I like them. I like them. You don't but, have to love them. I'm not going to be my only glasses for no, all time. Hey, I said, I like them. Okay? You, no, no. You started with let's talk offline. I mean, SGG, yeah. <laughs> you can't walk it back to, yeah. I, I like them. I like them. If yeah, you don't no, like them, it's okay. I, I don't need to see like them. I, can't, I need to see them in person. I need to see what you look like in person. Not really, because it matters what I look like on camera, which you obviously didn't like. But guess what? I am, they're the ones I have right now. So 
I love them. Natalie loves them. I, I, with all due respect, I appreciate your fashion sense as much as anyone. He says, yeah, I'll vote it on this one, Dip. But in terms of <laughs> like how the glasses look on my face, I'm going to go with my wife first. I, I, are they perfect? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure I'll get other glasses as well. But I love how they look. Um, and they're comfortable. And I, they're beautiful frames. And I bought them. But I will need other glasses. That's part of the whole blah, blah, blah of it all. What am I going to do? Have one pair? I know. By the way, the people with the one pair, though, make that pair their gimmick. I need no. many different pairs. I, I can't be... No, I'm not. I'm not committing to only this as my gimmick. It's I, I will have a. I'm gonna have a few different gimmicks. My guess is at some point I'll favor one gimmick more than the other gimmicks. That'll become the first place gimmick, and then you go back to the the second place gimmick. But I mean, I don't know. I like them. What don't you like? You thought they were too nerdy, or too old, too old in look, too eighties? No. no, I just think uh, they were a little big. They they're, are. They're a little big. For but aren't a, they like the same size as your fringe you right very, now? Well, you have, I have an oval head. You have a perfectly round head. So all it's a little, think about. yeah, I have That's an oval factor. head. That is a factor. My head's, yeah. my head's an oval. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I do, have to, I do have to see it in person for me to really judge how they look on you. Um, and, uh, and there you go. SGG, what were your thoughts? I thought it looked good. I didn't think that. It, it was, was a big be. shocker on TV. I, I watched the camera and went, oh, my God, what is yeah, going I wasn't on expecting There's something going on. I also was not expecting <laughs> to see it, but I thought it looked good with the overall look that you had going on there. It wasn't like a the suit. It wasn't like a goo. It was like a gah. <laughs> was, it was a gah. You were feeling gah? It was gah, not good. Um, it was a – well, there's there's another thing, though. So they those are the glasses that I'm getting the lenses for that are now – I'm waiting awaiting the lenses. However, I wore them already, even though I don't have the lenses in them to on, on, on the kickoff show, just to differentiate myself from Sam. He again. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you did that. Dip, let's, be, dip, let's be honest. Before, dip, you, before you roll your eyes, there have been times when I've seen Sam. And again, remember, I'm blind. So when I see Sam from a distance, there have been times I think I see myself. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's Sam. So I was just adding to my, you know, something different. So they go, oh, Sam is the nerdy bald guy with the beard. Peter's the nerdy bald guy with the beard and the glasses. You see what I'm saying? No disrespect to Sam, though, but I feel like, you know, given the cut of your suit, your tie choices, the color choices, there wasn't enough differentiation. Boy, Boy, you know what? What you just did to Sam was almost as bad as when Dip said, let's talk offline to me. That's how bad you just, I mean, that was the most... That was the most New York subtle crushing I've ever, you know, with all due respect, between the tie, the jacket, the beard. I mean, it's there's just, you no were, you comparison. You, you guys are both bald, bearded guys. You were standing on opposite sides of Megan Morant. But I think just the other choices that you made would have been enough to differentiate <laughs> P from Sam. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate that. I appreciate That's that. All I'm I appreciate it. Now, listen, there, but dip back to the original point of all this the amount of blah, blah, blah that exists is first of all, they all have the same line to me. Everybody's telling me they can't believe I'm walking around right now without glasses. They don't understand how I can see a thing. I know that's big. I can't believe you're walking around. That's a big, that's a big <laughs> Haven't glasses. Haven't you been walking around this whole time without glasses? That's a big glasses person line. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you're walking around. I've got the, I've got, I've got both. I've got nearsighted. I've got farsighted. I've got stigmatism. It's all happening. Here's another hot take. 
when you stick your your eyes in the thing in the big black giant thing the apparatus yeah that and they move it they click it you know and then you see the letters yeah. At a certain point, everything looks exact. Nothing's more blurry than than the next letter. I'm just saying it to get it over with. Oh, the left, the right, the left, the left. I, mean, I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> to me, they all look the same. I have no idea. I mean, what, one's very blurry. One's very blurry plus. I mean, I, I don't know. And, and then on the flip side, which one's more clear? You're like, well, they're both much more clear than whatever I've seen before. Yeah, I, I can't. They're like, is one, two, or three more clear? I don't know. I just pick a two. I, the, you know, I don't even know what they just... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't know what. But the I don't understand. Going but hold on. on. So you wear you wear both readers and real glasses. Well, to me, I, I it's the glasses, the the real glasses, which uh, I think I'm wearing. I don't even know the different. They, they all they do is just all magnify everything for me. I don't know what the hell's really going. So on. So you're basically this. doing dealing with readers. You're basically nearsighted. Yeah, is what you're saying. saying. Uh, Interpersonal no. just useless at that point. If you're just like, <laughs> I'll take whatever. I, I have astigmatism. I don't even know what that means in one of the eyes. And I'm sure it was because the E was a little bit blurrier in the first thing than the second thing. Yeah, but thing. you but 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 your glasses are only most they're only meant to help you with the reading? No. No. They're what are they supposed to help you with otherwise? The stigmatism. <laughs> but how's your dis how's your distance? My distance is fantastic. It's I can't see the phone or the computer anymore. So so yeah, you're that you're basically you're dealing with nearsighted and and astigmatism. Oh sure, uh, of course. It's because the it's because the one uh, Z was blurrier than the Q, and that's why that's why I have this what I have. <laughs> they could tell just from me saying the Q and the Z are blurrier than the E or the T. That is really determining everything here. And when you when they click it, they click the click means two clicks is blurry, three clicks is. Clear. I don't know what the hell they're doing back there. By the way, it is it is hilarious if Dip literally got impatient and just ruined his prescription as a no, result. That's what that's, that's what I'm telling you. I did. They're and like also, not even just ru- not even just ruined his prescription, but now when they're telling him what the problem is, they have no idea because he got impatient. <laughs> and, and it'll now forever he'll be off. He'll just be slightly <laughs> off. Well, we see that it used to be this, but that was wrong. It went on forever. Oh, what is it? What about A? What about B? What about A? I'm like, I don't know. A, B, I, one's blurry. I don't know what the hell it is. No clue. I literally tried my hardest to just be like, I want to get this right. You know why? Because I really want to see. And I can't, my distance isn't great either. So I got to have, and, and and by the way, now they're scaring the hell out of me with progressive lenses. Just so you know, progressive lens is very hard. Uh, it's all very hard. It's all to just maximize the money and the the profit. Okay, and, uh, calm down, Mary Dipperstein. That is not true. The glasses oh, matter. Ten thousand different lenses. Oh, this one will smudge more. This one will smudge well, less. No, no, that. Yeah, I'm sure that. But there's a difference between getting progressive lenses or not. It's a different. That's a different thing altogether. I need progressive lenses because I'm blind in different ways. You're talking about the quality of each lens. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, "Oh, take the expensive one versus the cheap one. This one's this." Do you get the, do, you, do you get the ones that 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 turn to sunglasses? I say, give me the cheapest lens. I don't give it. I don't, I don't give yeah. a, a of shit. all the things After to all be that- cheap about. I just you are <laughs> yeah. so weird. I no, just I'm not. can't. You're the so idea weird. of spending seven hundred dollars, eleven hundred dollars—I mean, these 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 amounts for pieces of glass are explosively high for me. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Seven hundred dollars. But if it could make a difference to seeing, it's just such an important. <laughs> I'd rather be blurry and blind, walking into walls like a lunatic. But we went. Well, hold on. But when we were in the aforementioned trip to Montreal last year, yeah. you walked into a fancy glasses store. 
and bought a $400 pair of frames that you fell in love with. I'm wearing them right That's now. Different. That's are the, different. Those are them. But the frames are different than the lenses. Yeah. The frames I, I, I'll pay I, anything the fra- for. The lenses are more important. They are. They're more important, they but are. who knows? It's, but, like, it's like getting a new roof on your house. But it's, I mean, the it's lenses like, aren't a know, fashion statement, though, P. You got to understand. The lenses aren't a fashion statement. The lenses all look the same. They That's might true. as well all be the same. He paid for the for the fly frames because That's when it. you see the frames, it's like- It's something. Hey. Look yeah. at the frames on this yeah. guy. Right. The lenses- And no, no one's being like, hey, wait a less. minute. I see that. That looks like cheap glass in there. <laughs> no, it's not a fashion <laughs> I, I don't. I, no one's saying that to me. No, you're right, uh, Troy. I saw you turned your camera on. Presumably, you want to weigh in on the yeah. glasses conversation. Get the blue light glasses. It will absolutely oh, okay. change your life. Oh, well, yeah. what are the My blue light glasses? Will be a whole different life now. I'm wearing them right now. So okay. you know, we with blue light, we take in so much blue light via all of our different screens, and I'm sure you're watching wrestling before bed. In an ideal world, the doctors say, "Hey, no screens, 45 to 60 minutes before bed." because you don't want the blue light messing up the quality of your sleep. But with these blue light glasses, if you want to be on your phone, watching wrestling, whatever it is you consume, five minutes without the screen and you're totally fine. You're sleep unaffected. And they do the blue light prescription glasses? Yeah. This is wow. another layer of thought I can't even get into. I don't even know what it's, this is. Blue light it, glasses, it, it, aggressive, the the per different lenses, the, 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 the I mean, just give but, me but like a, so, you know, I don't you know can't, what that. But this stuff, it's so, some of it's so important, the that you're doing. It's critical to the quality of your life, Dip. <laughs> I don't, no, this here, makes, here's the thing. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, How I was going to say. say that? It's your sight. Because I mean, he's incredibly rich. That's what's critical to the quality of his life. His incredibly yeah, but richness. That doesn't make sense, rich. though. If you're incredibly rich, I would, you'd want to have the nicest lenses, too. I didn't even... When they started talking about the lenses, I'm just like, whatever is going to make me see the best, I get it. One day I'm going to lose a pair of glasses. I'm going to be exceptionally annoyed. I know that's going to happen. It's going to be a nightmare. I'm going to be upset. That's why I know out of the gate, I'm probably going to have two or three different ones that I really like, right? That I, you know, but... I don't know. To me, this is an important thing. Dip and I, have, I've, we're now learning the things that make us different. Dip does not care to spend to upgrade an airline ticket. That's right. And he does not care about the quality of the lenses and the glasses. Yep, absolutely. These are true. two things that I love to spend money. I'm throwing money at these problems. Yeah. But, Especially the airline ticket. Uh, but if Dip and I were, if, if Dip was driving downtown, and I would say, hey, let's drive around for 10 minutes. I can find a parking spot. He'd go, nope, valet it right valet. there for $80. <laughs> no hesitation. I go, dip, it's $80 for God's sake. He'd go, I don't care. I'm not doing it. Whereas I'm like, I have no issue spending another 10 minutes. I'll find a spot. I hate circling around for spots. There is nothing I hate worse on earth. It's top five things on earth I hate is circling around for spots when there's it's clearly like a sport no spots. For me though. I know waiting. It's like a sport. People are going around you. This person, you're waiting too long for this person to back out of the spot. And then people are behind you or beeping. And then the person ends up not Let leaving at all. Then you have to circle around again. I mean, it, it's, it's disgusting. If there's valet, take the valet no matter what it costs. Time is money. Let them beep. Their, their horn does not control my car. You can beep. You have control of your car. If you can't get around, you can wait. I'm on. I'm on Greg time. I'm not on your time. My, my, my parents are circles. Oh, that's a new shirt. My when you're in NXT are, on Greg time. <laughs> that's right. my, my parents are circlers. They're circling and circling and circling, and, and then eventually it's like a, we wait 40 minutes. Well, for no, no, listen. There's a there's a 
there's a middle ground. I do agree that it gets to the point of like, you're trying to go to an event. You can't find a thing. You have an option. Stop. What are you doing? But if I have nothing to do, I'm willing to poke around and see what I can do here. I mean, it's part of living in New York. You just have to sort of do it. New York is a whole different. This is why we take the subway. All right. With the, with, with me. By the way, that it, I, I'm, you don't have to convince me. There's a lot of upside. Thank you. A lot of subway upside. Um, hey, guys, by the way, uh, the big uh, AEW revolution is coming up uh, this weekend. Um, is anybody, and by that I mean Dipperstein, going to be watching? Yeah, I, I think I'm pro- I probably will watch, yes. Do you have any thoughts whatsoever? I love the Kevin Nash tweet where he's like. What did he say? I, he's like, I. People are asking me if I'm going to be at Sting's last match, and uh, the answer is no. <laughs> He's like, I'm a WWE, I'm a WWE guy. I can't be in the stands. Uh, Triple H is one of my best friends. I can't be in the stands with a headline that says, uh, <laughs> "Seen." I can't be seen in the crowd, and it says Kevin Nash is all elite. There's <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Listen, um, I, I, I respect Kevin Nash's commitment to the bag that he is not even willing to sit in the crowd. He could be backstage. Nobody has to know he's backstage, but he doesn't even want to risk any of that. But to, he, 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 you can't trust it these days that anything is like, you just can't. Uh, uh, you have you have the Darby and Sting match versus uh, Young Bucks, of course. You have the, I'll tell you what though, they do, I give them credit, no matter what I'm thinking of the show week to week, and you know that I've been very critical recently, you end up as usual looking at the card and going, this is a fun card. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. I've been keeping up th- on TV a little bit now more than I have been before. And I, I will tell you that, uh, you know, it, it, it will end up being a good pay-per-view is my guess. And the quality of the wrestling, like always, will be very strong. And I wish that they were telling a better story with Sting right now. But this is what I guess Sting wanted. He wanted a tag match with the Young Bucks. We covered it last week talking about the idea that Darby Allen should have been, you know, bequeathed the Sting gimmick or whatever and it should have been just Darby a- versus Sting would have been a lot of fun. And yeah. I think such an easy match for Sting to work. It would have been yeah. Yeah. I think anyway. great. But and you get Hangman Samoa Jones and Swerve. You have uh Tony Storm and Diana Perazzo for the women's world championship. You have Orange Cassidy and Roderick Strong um for whatever Fakakta championship he has the international title. You have uh, Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson, the Continental Crown champion. It's by the way, it's like it's like a joke. I know the Fakakta world, the Fakakta title, the, the you know. There's By the Fak- way, I I did not realize they were doing this. Is this not a is this not a a, a new day Big E ripoff? Is anyone talking about this? Lance, oh Ar- yeah, it is the meaty the meaty men invitational. Lance Archer, Wardlow, and Powerhouse Hobbs having the meat madness match. They it they is. they stole Big E's joke about uh, meat meaty men. And made it a thing? Well, because Big E recently said, I forget where it was, but um, he expanded on it and said he would like to see a tournament with the the meaty men called like the meaty men invitational or something yeah, like yeah. that. And so, you know, WWE is not going to do it. You know, people want to see it. It might as well give it to the people. Did he mention now in any of, in any of Big E's talks about meaty men, did he mention Hobbs, Wardlow, or Lance Archer? I don't think he, the only meaty man that he mentioned specifically in all his years of talking about uh, <laughs> big meaty men bumping meat, I think the only one he mentioned was Goldberg in a potential match with uh, him against Goldberg. Right. That's like so, his dream. So, so theoretically, you know, 
none of the meaty men who have picked up the mantle in Biggie's uh, absence from in-ring competition have been. Uh, the honor hasn't been bestowed upon any of them. But uh, some people, you know, it's birthright at this point. If you're a meaty man, you can be a part of a meaty man contest across the pro wrestling landscape. It's fair. It's fair. Um, meaty men deserve to be celebrated regardless right. of where those meaty men may live. Right. That's right. Uh, do you want to hit a little bit of mailbag before we put a bow on this big uh, cheap heat? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's... um. Let's add a little bit of mailbag action. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. If you're interested in such a thing. Mail. Oh, Joe, Joe sent me a, uh, Joe sent, Joe McGrath sent an email that said mage. And it is a video of me talking uh, in the, in one of the uh, interviews, one of the, the bios from this week. Which I did one? Not, oh, the Randy Orton? I don't know. Did you see? I didn't watch yet. I know they did Randy Orton. Oh, no, no. It's got to be an old one. It's got to be an old one because below on the bottom of the screen, it says uh, Randy Orton next. Oh, so it must have been the Rivals episode that aired before. And I think it was Triple H and The Rock Rivals. Yeah, so maybe it was. Maybe that's what it was. It was the Triple H next. And it's me in my living room. That is mage. Um Let's go to Phil, who writes us and says, the cheapest of all heats, the Iron Claw released in UK cinemas. Here are my teas. Pound for pound, it's really the goat. It's already the goat of wrestling-based movies. Huh. The in-ring action in particular was the best I've seen presented on screen. Performances were all around excellent. Special shout out to Zach Efron. He's come a long way since High School Musical. Nerdy nitpicks. Did the actor playing Ric Flair watch any tapes of Rick? Good God, his portrayal of the nature of boy suggests not. I don't know about you guys, but I was almost laughing at how bad the actor's Ric Flair voice was. If Jay Lethal was cast in the role, nobody would have batted an eyelid. <laughs> MJF's blinking you missed it cameo is disappointing, but in true MJF fashion, he got the last laugh as the credits rolled and I was gathering my things to leave. I glanced up at the screen and saw executive producer Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Dip truly is the agent for pulling off an exec producer credit for Max. P.S., Dip is welcome at my residence, Phil Argo. <laughs> Phil Arago, sorry, he says, if he decides <laughs> to visit Scotland. There's a bagel scene here, and I'm sure some of the toppings would blow his mind. Haggis Such on as. toasted sesame bagels, the highest levs. I don't even, what is that? What's haggis? Haggis. Haggis, haggis. haggis is sheep stomach. It's not as bad as it sounds. No, I get it. It's probably just like a meaty, a meaty bagel vibe, huh? Definitely. Maybe meaty. for the meaty men. Take it easy, man. Phil from Edinburgh, Scotland. Great man. Um, Robert says, forever 24, uh, forever 24, six champion Pete. Um, wait, no, it shouldn't be for 24, six. It should be more like 23, seven. Cause I think I only made it around 23. Uh, Nia Jax may be a bigger we woman. We up. It's 24, seven. We round up. Yeah. Thank you. Nia Jax may be a bigger woman. But isn't making her move set a combination of Yokozuna and Rikishi a little ridiculous? The woman is a plus size model, not a sumo wrestler. It just doesn't fit her. Stay mage, Rob. Counterpoint. Counterpoint, go ahead. When The Rock threw up that uh, family tree, the epic bloodline family tree. Oh, yeah. Three of the names that appeared on that tree were Yokozuna, 
Rikishi, and Nia Jax. So it's not so much. I mean, you're thinking about it in the sense of, oh, they have this plus size woman wrestling like the bigger men. And maybe she's thinking of it as this is her carrying the mantle for those men in her family. Maybe. What's, Could I, be a stretch. I, don't, I don't hate that. But take. she was she was represented as being a member of of that epic uh Anawaii family. Male. Don says, Hey yo, sweet Pete, S Guy G and Dipstep. I can't think of a more fitting Cody Mania entrance than this. After the hype package for the main event, the lights go down, and on the Tron, we get a frame-by-frame recreation of Cody doing the Rocky training montage, complete with Eye of the Tiger, and ending with Cody reaching uh, the top of the art museum steps. Lights go down, kingdom hits, pop of the cinch, what are your tees? I acknowledge there's a fine line, and this could easily go one step to wrestling and be remembered as a pug of the Malen as well, but what, this is what I want, this is what I need. Mage be with you, Don. Um, yeah, we, someone in our group chat yesterday or in the discord was talking about Sylvester Stallone actually being part of it. Uh, yeah, there were rumors that he, there are rumors, I should say that he's going to be a part of WrestleMania in some capacity. Um, he inducted Hulk Hogan into the WWE hall of fame. So he's not a stranger to the WWE by any, by any, uh, by any means. But, um, what about his moving? What about his announcement that he's leaving California and never coming back? Because it's not a free state. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, he's moving to Florida because it's a free state. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Listen, Philly loves Rocky. I don't know what their thoughts are on Sylvester Stallone, but I see Rocky <laughs> statues and Rocky monuments all over the place. I mean, people do love it. Uh, it's a fair. It's a fair point. Um, that could be a hit, though. Cody as Rocky run like doing the whole Rocky run like they, people underestimate I, 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 you cannot underestimate how much Philly loves Rocky like I've seen there's obviously the Rocky steps there's a Rocky statue right next to the Rocky steps there's footprints on top of the art monument step art museum steps that are, says Rocky there's I've been into like a cheesesteak spot it's called Old Brother they have a painting with all famous Philadelphians there's Ben Franklin. Alan Iverson, Kevin Hart, Bob Saget, Rocky is in there. What about Joe Frazier? (laughs) Joe Frazier, I don't think is in there. Rocky's in there. If Joe Frazier wasn't dead, I'd really love for him to pop up and and be the real Rocky. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen Joe Frazier monuments around Philly too, but it's just the Rocky thing is strong and it, it, it might not hit for people who haven't spent time in Philly, but no, but it, it would still. Everyone knows the connection so well that it would hit. But I feel like the international crowd too. They're just like you, to you know what. All due respect. Movies. All due respect. We can't worry about y'all here. Sorry. <laughs> but just, yeah, the Rocky thing. We just did hit. a whole PLE in, in Western. I, we just talked about Western Australia nonstop, as if it was you know the West Coast of America. That was pretty. I think. I think. I think we can go with straight Rocky here. And, and guess what? As soon as we're done with that, they're going to be doing that with, for France and and for uh, Bash in Berlin. So we got some more. The yeah. international WWE fan base There's is going to be represented this year. Uh, Andy says, I don't do a lot of fantasy booking because I enjoy wrestling more if I stay kayfabe. But this idea stuck out to me. Uh, don't worry, I'll keep it brief. Instead of the tag match, we get Cody versus The Rock on night one. Rocky wins. 
Not a clean win, some sort of dusty finish. Night two, Cody faces Roman and wins against all odds. Finishing the story and setting up a feud between Rock and Roman where Rocky claims head of the table because he did what Roman couldn't do. This is akin to Brett versus Owen at Mania 10. Scenario two, Cody versus Roman on night two. Give us all the schmazola with the bloodline, but Dustin pops up to save Cody. Cody goes over family celebration in the ring. Dustin works a few matches over the next year and goes into the hall of fame at mania 41. Don't hate either, bruh. Uh, is Dustin showing up a possibility? I don't know. I don't think it is. Is he locked in? I think, I don't know for how long, but I'm pretty sure he's locked in. Uh, Adam wrote us and said, loved hearing from Byron Saxton. I knew he was a great guy when Nia Jax called him in the car on the WWE ride alongs, put him on blast for the world to see. And he definitely had to be okay with it all airing. Uh, he is also one Oakley Dokley from Ned Flanders status. <laughs> Yo, that is. <laughs> uh, there's so many more emails, emails here. So many, uh, see, uh, who's this CCJ wrote Pete. I'll keep it short. The baby talk, whether it's Rhodes, Roman, or Rock, almost makes me want Raquel Rodriguez to fail. Casual male Craig. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Raquel Rod almost makes me want Raquel Rodriguez to fail. Oh, because they're scared we're going to call her Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it has to mean, right? But then, but then, you know, some people are going to get their respect. Like, Wea Whipley hasn't happened yet. By the way, it's a great point. But by the way, we have, not, we have not said Wea Whipley. So or, Waquel, or, or, or Waquel, Waquel Rodriguez might be Or Waquel Rodriguez. Now, that, Wa Waquel Rodriguez may be the only one that can give you a full three in one. Rodriguez? Because, yeah, because it gives you Wa Waquel Rodriguez. Wea Whipley. Oh, that you could do that as three too. You can do a W for the L. We a Whipley. Wanda Wowie. Mm. No, you idiot. Wanda Wowsey. No. Oh, come, come on. on. Wanda Wowie. Now you're just being unrealistic, it's, Troy. It's the only one I know. Sorry. <laughs> it's uh, Wanda Wowsey. Sure. Anyways, now I'm just going to be thinking about this all day. <laughs> Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, or we'll see you in the Discord. Thanks to Troy the Goy. We'll be back with a Friday edition. Don't forget those tickets to Cheap Heat Live in Philly. We missed you guys last week. Happy to have you back. Um, do us a favor, everyone. Stay mage and visit Perth. <laughs> Take care. At this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M -m 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 mage.